This is episode 22 of Multifamily Mondays. And on today's episode, we're talking about how apartments perform during the last downturn. Let's dive in. You are tuned in to Multifamily Mondays, the informal podcast designed to simplify and help others succeed at apartment investing. With that being said, let's dive in. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Roderick Jones, and I'm excited that you're joining me on another episode of Multifamily Mondays, the show where we simplify multifamily investing so that anyone can understand it. On this episode, we're talking about how apartments perform during the last downturn. But before we do that, let's head over to the desk of me, Roderick Jones, and get the multifamily news report. This is the Multifamily Mondays news report, where each week, we bring you news about a different multifamily market around the country. Let's head over to the desk with Roderick R. Jones for this special report. Welcome to the Multifamily News Report. This week's market is Portland, Oregon. Here's the market snapshot for Portland. They have 339,000 apartment residents. They have 174,000 apartment homes. Their total economic contribution is 7.1 billion and they support 70,000 jobs. Portland is doing a great job. However, this metro will need to add 47,000 apartment homes by 2030. As their population grows, this puts a strain on the existing housing supply. A variety of housing options will be needed to meet diverse needs. Right now, Portland is on place Portland is on pace to deliver 33,000 apartment homes by 2030. However, if they keep building at this pace, they will still need 13,000 apartment homes by 2030. Right now, the barriers to the apartment construction in Portland has a score of 3.2 out of 10, meaning that it is easier to build in Portland. The Portland apartment demand is growing and the industry needs to keep up. However, producing enough apartments to meet the demand requires new development approaches, more incentives, and fewer restrictions. This has been the Multifamily News Report. Let's hear from today's sponsor and then head back to the episode. Today's episode was sponsored by R. Jones Capital. At R. Jones Capital, we acquire and manage large multifamily properties in emerging markets that produce excellent cash flow during ownership and a strong cash flow at the time of sale. If you are an accredited investor looking to grow your wealth, visit www.rjonescapitalgroup.com backslash partner. Now let's get into today's episode. So let's get right into it. How did apartments perform during the last downturn? When I say downturn, I am referring to recession. Now, I'm not saying that there's going to be another recession, but there will be a market correction. If you're invested in apartment deals, then this is an important aspect of your risk management strategy. As people, we tend to believe how it is today is how it's going to be in the future and the days coming. 
on episode 20, we spoke about the three ways you can lose everything in apartment investing and not having a risk management strategy was one of the ways. The last downturn affected multifamily in three ways. The first way is an increase in vacancy rates. According to the Joint Center for Housing Studies of Harvard University, after edging up in 2008, the overall rental rate, now I'm talking about the overall, so the overall rental vacancy rate jumped to 10.6% in 2009. This is the highest level recorded since the Census Bureau began tracking this information more than 50 years ago. So that's the overall picture. But when looking at multifamily properties with 10 units or more, this rate was 12.7%. So when stress testing your deals, make sure you increase the vacancy rate to a minimum, a minimum of 13% to see how this deal will perform if this were to happen again. Number two, rent growth stalled. Being that things were at a standstill and going downhill, rent growth reached its peak, meaning that there was no room to increase rent and some owners had to decrease rents to keep the tenants in the building. So when stress testing your deals, make sure you always look at what will happen if you have to decrease rents. Will you still be able to cover the debt? And then number three, decreasing in value. So with rising vacancies and falling rents in many segments, the property values begin to decrease because the value of an apartment is based on the NOI, which is the net operating income. And to get this number, you subtract the income from the expenses and this gives you the NOI. So what does this all mean? People lose their jobs and have to move into other places and downsize. This in turn increases the vacancy rates. And when you increase the vacancy rates, you, mess, you make less money on a property. And when you make less money on a property, the value goes down. And if the value drops too low, the bank wants all of their money. And if you can't give the bank all of their money, then they will foreclose on a property, meaning they will take it back. Make sure you're getting the right financing and looking at the deal from every angle. In short, when investing in an apartment deal, look at the long-term play. A lot of investors are buying properties with the hopes of flipping them in two to three years. There's a time and place for everything. However, people who buy for the long term can weather any storm because you never take a loss if you don't have to sell. I personally recommend legacy investing, which is buying a property based on solid financials that will generate a solid return from day one and 20 years down the road, no matter what comes. So there you have it. So here are some action steps. Hit that subscribe button and rate this podcast. I would love to hear your feedback and I want to continue to make every episode better. And if you haven't done so yet, make sure you like me on Facebook at Roderick Jones Official. That's R-O, D as in dog, D as in dog, R-I-C-K, Jones Official. And follow me on Instagram at Roderick Jones. Be blessed and I'll catch you on the next episode. I'm out.